Hello, my friends, and welcome into another edition of the JMAC Podcast. Do me a favor, before you do anything else, like, follow, share, whatever you can do to help us spread this video. Today, we're going to talk about George Santos. This is the guy who actually won uh, a seat in Congress, and now it turns out that basically uh, it appears uh, that his entire life was a lie. His entire resume was a lie. Uh, his education uh, was a lie. His work experience was a lie. His uh, genealogy was a lie. How his mom died was apparently a lie. Um, I'm I'm having a hard time at this point trying to figure out what was true about this guy. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what was true. I can see his fine spin on it. But as you might guess, for me, this is not a story about George Santos. This is a story about whether or not Republicans are going to do the right thing here. And uh, so far, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of them doing the right thing once again. And so we're going to do a couple of things. We'll look at the lies We'll do a partisan reversal test to see if uh, if that stands up. And I want to start out before that with a, a real simple question. How did this happen? I would, I would really like to know how this happened. George Santos had a he he had opposition. He had a Democrat running against him. I mean, it wasn't like he ran unopposed. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how nobody figured out that this was all happening. Now, I know for a fact I've ran for Congress twice. And I know for a fact that in my first run for Congress that the opposition did research on me. I know this for a fact, that they looked at my website, they looked at my resume, <laughs> it was pretty short, um, they looked at my experience, they talked to people that I know and that I've worked with. This is something that every campaign does, it's called opposition research. And I know for a fact that that opposition research was done on me. And not only that, because I knew that that opposition research was going to happen, I was very careful to make sure that everything that I said on my website and everything else was truthful. Not only truthful, but not something that you could take and twist or spin and or cast any level of doubt on that thing. I mean, you spend time on the language, you spend time making sure that the accuracy is all there, not because you're trying to lie, but because you're trying to make sure that nothing can be used against you. In fact, in my case, I had a consulting company that was helping me uh, run the campaign and they were very worried because I've been speaking on the radio for 20 years and I've been podcasting for many of those years and so much of what I've ever said is out there in the ether on the internet because you know what's once it's on the internet it never goes away 
And so they were like, are we going to have to go through and listen to everything that you've ever said to see if there's going to be something that can be used against you? And, and my answer to them was no. No, I, I'm not worried about anything that I have ever said. And when I've gotten things wrong, I have come out almost immediately and corrected the things that I've gotten wrong. I have no problem uh, with them going through anything and everything I said. And I, I happen to know that the opposition research that was done on me did not reveal anything from, imagine that, from 20, 23 years broadcasting they didn't find anything that they could say, see, he said this. So I actually felt pretty good about it. And I was excited for them to do the opposition research because I knew it would be a waste of their money. Anyway, that that's a complete sidetrack. That's a, it's a complete uh, distraction from the question here. How on earth did George Santos make it through the opposition research process of a campaign. There is only one one reason that I can think of, and that is the opposition was uh, inept. That they, uh, maybe they felt like he wouldn't be a real challenger. Maybe they felt uh, that uh, they didn't want to mess with his history. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Why wouldn't you do a I, I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't go back and find out if he if his college degrees were legit? I mean think about what uh, a political tool that would be. To to go back and and check to see if he really worked for who he says he worked. These things are not hard to find out. And I don't know if you remember uh in in the first campaign that I was running in, Burgess Owens was one of the candidates. He's now the, the member of Congress. I lost to him, but there was stuff that came out about things he wrote in his book that appeared to be inaccurate or embellishments. I mean, people were going back through and they were finding out all kinds of things. Um, and there's a lot of money spent on opposition research. How on earth, somebody please, please explain to me how George Santos gets through the opposition research process. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. If this opposition research was done uh, during the campaign, I have a hard time believing that he wins this election. A really hard time believing that he wins this election. Uh, let's look at some of the things uh, that were found. This is uh, from Go.com uh, by Hannah Demisi. Hannah, I'm sorry if I uh, if I messed up your name here. Oh, all of my highlights have for some reason disappeared. So let's just read from this and see what we can get. Um, more discrepancies are emerging about George Santos's background, adding to a growing list of fabrications and exaggerations that the incoming congressman has told about his life, some of which have drawn the attention of prosecutors. Now, this is, this is where he's going to be in the most trouble because um, you have to put information on disclosure forms. Those forms 
when you run for office. Those forms are legal documents, and you can get in a lot of trouble if you are not honest about those forms. Uh, it says, in addition to having falsely said he attended a certain college, which he has since admitted another part of his education has now been challenged. On an archived version of his 2020 congressional website, Santos said he went to the elite private school Horace Mann in New York, but did not graduate due to financial difficulties for his family. He said he went on to get his GED, but a spokesperson for the school on Thursday confirmed to ABC News and other outlets that he never attended Horace Mann. Um, it just goes on and on. I mean, he says uh, that his mom died in 9-11, that she worked in the South Tower. Then we find out that she died a few years later. Uh, we don't know if that was a result of... Uh, something that happened during the terror attack. Today, his website states that his mother died from cancer, uh, but does not disclose whether it was related to 9-11. He has seemingly revised the timeline of his mother's death as well. In a tweet from December 2021, he wrote that the date marked the five-year anniversary of his mom's dying, which would have been 2016, despite previously saying her death was a few years after 9-11. This guy can't get anything right. An obituary for his mother states that she died on December 23rd, 2016, which matches his tweet last year. But it's unclear how old she was when she died. The obituary said she was born in 1962, which means she would have been 54, but the obituary states that she was 64. I don't even. Uh, let's see. He's admitted to fabricating some parts of his background, including his education and employment and history, also exaggerating his Jewish history. Uh, but he's insisted in interviews that he's not a criminal, suggesting he was merely guilty of embellishing. <sighs> Do we need to? Do we need to go to the dictionary and look up embellishing? Or are are we all clear on what embellishing is? I mean, I've embellished before. Uh, I'm sure we all have. Like, you know, I've embellished uh, fish stories. Like, you know, I caught a fish and it was really like a little tiny fish. And, you know, in my story, I embellished and it was this massive fish. That that's an embellishment. There's still truth there. I did catch a fish, but the fish was much smaller than I said it was. That's an embellishment. Saying that you went to a college that you did not attend, that is not an embellishment. That is a complete lie. That is a fabrication. All right? Fabrication. That's what that is. And most of the things that he's being accused of are not embellishments. They are fabrications. I saw an interview with him the other day, 
And he kept calling them embellishments. And then he kept saying, look, I'm just, it was kind of Clinton-esque. He was like, look, I just want to go and work for, for the American people. I just, I don't know why we're doing all this talk about this other woman and all this stuff. I, I just need to get back to work for the American people. Yeah, it's the worst Clinton impersonation ever, I know. But he's like, I ran on education. I ran on inflation. I ran on this. And and that's what the people are expecting me to do. <laughs> you also ran on fabrications and lies. And these are important things for people to know when they're going to vote for you. Your resume is critical in helping them assess uh, your character. And I will tell you, this was a source for me of, um, of a lot of stress when I ran for office. And those who were in my campaign will tell you, this was something where I, I, it really made me wonder if I should run at all, because I don't have the typical resume. Um, at, at the time I was not even, I didn't even have a GED when I first ran. If I remember the timeline, right. Uh, maybe I got it just before I ran. Um, but I had I had no college. I'd taken a few classes, but not enough to even put on a resume. Um, and I had no like, uh, work experience that would, say, oh yeah, that guy's going to be a great congressman, except for I was in talk radio for 23 years. But when it comes to, you know, wow, look at all this this stuff this guy has done. This resume is amazing. I didn't have any of that. And I, I got to tell you, it never once crossed my mind that I should embellish or that I should lie. I thought to myself, well, the American people are are going to uh, accept me for who I am or, or for who I'm not. And uh, hopefully they've heard me enough on the radio and hopefully I can get a message to them of, uh, of integrity that, uh, you know, that they can make a good enough choice about who I am. And in fact, I was uh, so concerned that they would find out about uh, me and the things that I've done because not only did I not have this amazing education or work history, I also had some things against me. I had a bankruptcy. I had some foreclosures. And so I'm like, man, all of those things are going to be used against me too. And so... Not only did I not embellish, I took a, <laughs> and and the people helping me with my campaign, they didn't want me to do this, but I did it. I actually took every evil deed that I've ever done, every mistake that I've ever made, every uh thing that I was missing or you know not the traditional path. And I published it in a book. You know, people are afraid of the skeletons in their closet. Well, I just opened the closet. And I told everybody, here it is. Judge me for who I am. And uh, here it is.
Um, not for um, not for sale any longer. Um, but uh, this is what I released: uh, Jay McFarlane, Fearless Honesty, and uh, this covers <laughs> every single um, <laughs> mistake and uh, evil deed that I've ever done in my entire life. And so rather than um, run from my past or embellish it, I, I took a bullhorn and I announced it. Because I don't think that we should be running from our mistakes. I don't think that we should be lying or embellishing. I, I think that if this... If this guy doesn't have the resume, um, in many ways, it makes him more impressive. I mean, I, you know, there was a time when I was embarrassed that, that I was homeless. There was a time that I was embarrassed that I had gotten fired from, from a job that I love. There was a time that I was embarrassed that I had a foreclosure and a bankruptcy. And th that time is gone because all of those experiences, right? Um, who was it? Was it Mandela who said, uh, I either fail, no, I either succeed or I learn. And that's the way my life has been. And so I don't run from mistakes. I publish them like a fool. <laughs> and, and I think that's what people miss about politics is that I, I happen to believe that people will respect you more the more honest that you are with them. And this was one of the things that I remember when, uh, when Clinton, President Clinton, was a candidate and the story came out that he had tried marijuana. And he said... He said, well, yeah, I, I tried marijuana, but I didn't inhale. A and I'm like, what? What did he just say? Did he just say that he had tried marijuana, but he didn't inhale? Well, it, 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 he had an opportunity there to show honesty to the American people. In which case, yes, some people would have judged him. But most people would have said, uh, kids will be kids. Uh, I've tried marijuana too, they would have said. And look at how he's turned out. And so there's no way we're holding that against him. And in fact, we respect him more for being honest. Instead, he looked the American people in the eye and he said, I think you're stupid. He said, I think you're so dumb that you're going to believe what I'm about to tell you. I think you are so stupid that you're going to believe that when I tell you I did not inhale, that that you're going to go, oh, well, that's great. Because if he had inhaled, I'd never vote for you as president. So I'm so glad to hear that you didn't inhale. That's why this whole Santos thing is just ridiculous to me. You know, be who you are. I, I, be who you are. And and if people accept it, uh, great. Uh, let's go back to some of the story. Santos has admitted, uh, also, this is again from Go.com. Santos has admitted to fabricating some parts of his background. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, he says, <laughs> this is what I love. He says, quote, I think humans are flawed and we all make mistakes. <sighs> I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this on national television for the whole country to see. You know, I'd have more sympathy if the guy wasn't calling them embellishments. I'd have more sympathy if he wasn't continuing to backtrack and lie and all of those things. Um, it says in the story, but Santos seemed to backtrack on some of his admissions uh, on his resume, saying that the claim that he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup is debatable. Well, not when you ask them. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, he says he intends to take his seat in the house despite the controversy. And, uh, then there's the issue of whether or not his family escaped the Holocaust and came to Brazil. Uh, that's what he said. And, uh, let's see right here. Uh, San Santos's exaggerations about the Jewish ancestry were taken issue with, with an earlier version of his biography saying his maternal grandparents fled persecution during World War II and resettled in Brazil. He has said his mother was Jewish. But the foreword, a Jewish news outlet, reviewed genealogical information and found that Santos's maternal grandparents were born in Brazil. During the New York Post interview, Santos said he's clearly Catholic, but maintained his grandmother told stories about being Jewish and later converted to Catholicism. He said, this is the best one ever. He said, I am Catholic because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> He's Jew-ish. Like air quotes, ish. Oh my goodness. This guy is a piece of work. And I don't think any of it was necessary. If you listen to him speak, uh, if you listen to him talk about ideas and solutions, he's well-spoken. Um, I do not believe that people voted for him because they looked at his resume. I think they liked him. I think they looked at him and said, this is somebody who we would like to represent us. And I'll bet you that if his resume was honest, instead of an outright lie, not an embellishment, but an outright lie, I think he probably still makes it. I think he probably still uh, gets elected. What do you think? Does he still get elected? I just can't believe he made it through the opposition research process. And I told you at the beginning of this podcast that the bigger issue for me was what are Republicans going to do? 
Um, if they are going to sit by silent and do nothing, then once again, they have failed the test that they have been failing for uh, four or five years now. And that is, do we stand for what is right or do we stand for keeping our job and our power? And this choice continues to have to be made on the Republican side of the aisle right now. I'm sure it will reveal its head on the Democrat side of the aisle. We may see some of that coming up with the investigations that Republicans are getting ready to conduct. But the real question for me is, Republicans, you have a chance now once again to stand up, to speak out, to put principles over power and uh, principles over party, will you do so? Will you stand up for what is right and what is truthful? We all know the answer. Unfortunately, we know the answer. And I would also throw in a quick uh, partisan reversal test here. The partisan reversal test. Uh, Ask the question, if this was any Democrat, any Democrat on the other side of the aisle, Would you Republicans who are being silent right now about Santos, would you be uh, silent about any Republican, I mean, any Democrat on the other side of the aisle who is doing the exact same thing? Any one of them, would you be being quiet? Yeah, we all know the answer to that one, don't we? Hey, thanks for joining me. Please take a minute, like, subscribe, follow tweet, uh, whatever you need to do to help us spread the word about this program. Also, take a minute, go to the link in the description, join the JMAC Members Club. Uh, It's uh, $5 a month. That will help me pay for all of this uh, software, all of the subscriptions that it takes to bring this to you on a regular basis. And it helps me focus on this type of stuff because I do still have to do a day job. So this does take uh, time away from my family. But I think it's so important that we talk about these things. I also hope that if we can get enough subscribers, that in the near future, I will be able to offer the ability to have voice-to-voice, face-to-face, live conversations with those of you who would choose to do so. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that possibility. So if you can help us out, go to that link in the description and otherwise just like, share, subscribe, whatever you can do. With that, my friends, I hope you have a wonderful day.